You guys, we really wanted to have this episode because we each have multiple children and we know as a group that this time hasn't been easy. You know, if you've been paying attention at all, you know that women have been leaving the workforce in droves and it just breaks our heart because if that's not what she wants, we don't want that for her. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. Okay, you guys, with this one, we really wanted to talk about working motherhood. It has been a difficult time to be a working mom. When Kat, Abby, and I were talking the other day, we figured out that February 3rd was the first time that all three of us had all of our kids in daycare or school on the same day since December. So working motherhood was hard before this pandemic hit for many, many reasons that have always plagued working moms, like the division of household labor. Studies prove that women do two thirds of the household and mothering tasks still to this day. And then on top of that, we've been swallowed up by this never ending pandemic that changes our childcare in the blink of an eye due to a child being exposed, due to a child getting sent home because they have a symptom or maybe even COVID itself. So in this episode, we're gonna meet you where we all are in this really hard time, but we're also gonna offer our working motherhood advice that has been helping us get through this. So since the top of the year, we had three weeks of being home with our three-year-old due to exposures. Luckily, she hasn't gotten sick, but then we had a few additional days where staff was so short that we had to stay home as well. So it's almost been just like an entire month of having kids at home while we're trying to work. I think in total, we've had about five days of childcare support in the month of January. And we don't have any family within four to five hours of us. So even though it's drivable, it's not helpful for that pop in support on a day-to-day basis when things like this happen. So one thing that came up is I could tell my parents really wanted to help. Like they could see Sam and I, my husband just slowly drowning and gasping for air this month. And I could tell that they wanted to help, but didn't know what to do. And in the past, I would have just like shrugged it off. I would have just been like, Oh no, it's fine. We're fine. But I was like, they want to help and they don't know what to do. And so what I did is I said, Hey, if you want to help out something that would be so meaningful to us is if you sponsored a meal, like if you sent us a gift card for takeout or Venmoed us some money, if you want to help that something that would really make a big difference in our family. And they jumped on that. Like they were so excited to just be able to help in any way that they could. 
And even though we have really amazing friends in Iowa, but everyone is in the same phase of life as us. So they're all at home trying to juggle having kids. So it's not the same help that someone who's not in that same phase of life could really offer to the family. So a few other solutions in the midst of all the chaos that January brought was Sam, my husband, he also works from home. So the night before we would pull up our schedules and we would map out the day. So the most ideal situation that we came across was having a four hour chunk where we could really work and then like pass the duties off to the next person. So all days we could actually do this, but that was always the ideal situation. Now there was a few moments where that didn't happen. We'd have meetings at the same time where we couldn't reschedule it. So either we brought a kid on the meeting with us and like didn't apologize because that's just the state of the world right now, or the kids got a little extra screen time that they normally wouldn't have had. There was one meeting in particular where I was just like feeding my daughter popsicles, like to stay entertained so I can get through this. And, you know, we had to do what we had to do and we got through it. Luckily, since our kids were just exposed and that's the reason that they were home, we didn't have a positive case in our house yet, but we test them daily because our insurance sends us tests every week. And so when we got a negative, then we could still go out and feel comfortable going on a little adventure. So something that we found was so helpful if you can do this is get out of the house so your partner can have space to be in their work and get in their flow and in their zone. So we would go to the zoo, which had a little outside area or the children's museum or the library, or just even run errands. It was just so good. I think mentally for our kids to get out of the house too, but also for that partner to have that alone time. And then another thing is just since my daughter is three, this whole concept is it's so big and it's hard for her to grasp at this point. So something that we've been telling her is just, you know, someone in your class isn't feeling great and we're going to stay home until they feel better. And for today, you get to have a special mommy or special daddy day. And that's gone over really well. Like it makes her excited for the day. She feels special. She hasn't shown any symptoms of anxiety or fear about it. So we've just been trying to like make her feel special and have fun during those days. I love so many of those because each of us have had a slightly different COVID experience. All three of us, Amy, Kat, and I, but all of us have been through it. So where Kat hasn't had a positive COVID test, Amy and I both have. So if you're in that same boat, if you are like, you know what, I can't go to a children's museum. I have a COVID positive child going to car washes. Kat, you and I were joking about that, but that has been like a lifesaver <laughs> during this time of just getting out of the house and doing something that's fun for everyone. And you're running an errand at the same time. But yeah, getting out of the house, just having a change of scenery, especially when those four walls are just screaming at you because you can't go anywhere. It makes all the difference in the world. And I remember on one of the recordings that we were doing with you, Kat, you mentioned that Sam had brought the kids out so that we could get a really solid chunk of recording in. And it's hard because, I mean, that was so helpful, obviously. But as soon as they came back, it's kind of like, okay, Kat's job's more flexible. Abby's job's more flexible. Amy's job's more flexible. But I have this meeting that I have to be on at 3 p.m. And all three of our partners, so supportive, incredible husbands, incredible fathers, but they have corporate responsibilities. They have deadlines. They have things that are important and have to get done at a certain time where we also have things that are important, but the deadline isn't there as much. So because we have more flexible schedules, I feel like all three of us were like, you guys, we're going to be with the kids most of today. Here's another day, another COVID exposure. We're on the line to go pick up the kiddos. So that's just something that we're definitely working on with our partners and figuring out, okay, our work is still important. 
and we might not have deadlines, but we still have all this work that we need to get done. In all of December, we were finishing up the course. So there was a ton of work that was getting done behind the scenes and a ton of work that was getting done with kids on our lap, watching TV, coloring right next to us, and just making sure that those were priorities and that those were things that were getting done was something that all three of us definitely took very seriously. Yeah. So for Drew and I, we did have a COVID positive child. And so I got really frustrated with him for exactly what Abby just said. Like he constantly had meetings at certain times. And since I just don't have as many, I was shouldering the load of having our two little boys much more often. And I was feeling resentful. So one thing that Drew said to me, which Kat mentioned earlier, is he's like, Amy, we really had to actually look at our calendars and plan ahead of time. So Drew in our house is very much the planner. I am not, but that can come back to bite me because he's like, Amy, I can't just cancel a meeting you know, 10 minutes before it. So we had to actually plan ahead a little bit more. And one thing for Drew, who he is in corporate America, he's like, you know what, Aim? I would rather take a sick day during this stretch and be all in parenting and let you have the day versus us always trying to just scrape by. So I just wanted to add that to the conversation because I know in America, what happens is that a lot of people don't use their full vacation time, sick time, and personal time. We still have this badge of honor mentality about not taking vacation or not taking as much as you're allowed to take. I've had friends like mention that, like that's kind of their thing. Whereas my partner, Drew, is very progressive in this area. He always uses every drop of vacation time. And I think when people hear that, you know, the old way of thinking would be, oh, he's not as dedicated or He's not as hardworking, but I would argue that actually because he does that for himself, he's able to show up better on his days and like those days off really fill his bucket up. So yes, do we have to use some of them during the winter because we've had these exposures or we've had a COVID positive child? Yes. And he'll literally use them on a Friday where he just takes the day off. He supports me as a partner by asking like what we need to get done. He'll also do something fun. So, you know, in the winter options are more limited, but he's an avid golfer in the warmer weather months. So that's just kind of the plug to see if you have a partner, how you guys can work together and make sure that both partners are using their time really wisely. And I am talking about like vacation time because, you know, one perk if you do have someone in corporate America is that's a very structured system where they are allowed to call in. And what we see, especially in heterosexual relationships, is the mom just bears the brunt of these days. And so as a company, like we just want to be that voice that's saying like, but we have to start making progress and your partner taking some of the sick days would be considered progress in many households. I love that. Actually, Sam did that yesterday for us. He's out of town Tuesday through Friday. So he took off Monday and like prepped our family. Like he cooked some food for me and just like did all these little things that would make the week so much easier for me having to be a solo parent. And that really meant a lot to me. And one thing that this might resonate with you is Amy, you mentioned you have some friends who like, that's their badge of honor that they didn't use their PTO. But when you don't use your PTO, like you're actually just giving that back to the company, like they're paying you to take that time off. And if you don't take that off, just whatever your rate is per day, if you calculate it out, 
Like you're just paying that back to the company. So that's your time and you should absolutely take that. And another thing, just as we're growing, pursuing her purpose, I mean, it's been a crazy month and the month of January was, and, you know, we had to burn the candle at both ends a little bit sometimes just to move a project forward, but we are very intentional about this not always being an eternal spring. We don't always want to be in a demanding season of life. And we've had a lot of conversations between the three of us of we might launch at a different schedule or long-term, we want this to look like this so that we're not always in this creating new content or chasing the next big idea that we are creating something really sustainable so that we have spaciousness in our life to create, to think, to be humans, to be mothers. And that's something that we are living out. And we also want to teach our students that. So, you know, when I think of this, it's really work-life integration versus balance. So you can't go 110% during the day and expect to bring that same level of energy at home. So all of us in this company are so intentional about taking breaks during the day. All three of us were just out on walks before we got on this podcast together. Amy always ends her day with a workout. It's like her commute. Sometimes before I end my day, I'll spend some time outside before I pick up my kids. And that's just something that it's like ingrained in the culture of our company and just who we are as people, because we know this is top down, like we're setting the culture of this company. So it's important for us to really emulate that and live that out on a daily basis. Something else that I've been coming back to during this time too, just kind of trying to not stay in eternal spring is looking at things that I can control. And this just helps like settle my mind. But for example, I could not control that our daycare was closed. I can't control that my nine-month-old is a horrible sleeper, but I can control that I can go to bed early. I can control that I can move my body. I can control that I can set out the clothes the night before. Like all of these little things that you can do, if you can like come back to those, it can be really empowering just to come at the day from a really meaningful and empowered state. Yeah. And Kat, I can totally relate to what you said in that first part there about taking the breaks And then I want to add actually feeling like I'm off and not about to be demanded. So just like how when our partners took the kids to the car wash or to the museum, you felt like you could actually get work done. I like that same feeling on the other end of like not feeling like I'm about to be bombarded in when I'm taking a nap or reading a book or taking a bath, taking any time just to yourself. I don't want to feel like I'm about to be demanded. Sometimes for me, It's the anticipation of the work that needs to be done that is actually harder for me than doing the work. So when I look at my long list, I get this like anxious frenzy of, oh my gosh, there's so much to be done. But once I start doing it and checking it off, I'm like, you know what? This wasn't that bad. This isn't that bad. Like, I I like this. This feels good. And Abby, you are really good at actually checking out mentally in a really good way. I remember there was a situation in our company and I can't remember why we needed to get a hold of you, but we actually had to text Colin because you were like (laughs) on airplane mode. Do you remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was like for a bank account situation or something like that. I was also gonna say with Abby, when she's doing her checklist, like she literally narrates, like every little win is so big for her mind. Like when she's going down her checklist that she literally narrates out loud to me, like that she's checked another thing off. But I feel like it's also just so grounding. Like she knows that a checklist works for her and that every little piece of her day is going to be a celebration. So I think it's a really good strategy. 
even today, my phrase of the day is, okay, Abby, one thing at a time, and then I'd be on to the next thing. But it does just help to just prioritize and look at one thing, check it off, and then move on to the next one. And I know I'm not the only one. I know that Amy's like, I can do a couple of things at once. But for people like me, it's, no, I got to do one thing, only focus on that, and then move on to the next one. And kind of thinking about the true break from work and taking those true breaks. Yeah, you guys were trying to get a hold of me because the bank was sending a text message to my phone and my phone was on airplane mode. So Colin's like, Abby, I think you need to get some work done right now. The girls are chiming me right now. But being able to take those breaks and not feel like you're being demanded, it just, it feels so good. And it also helps even the work that we love, like all three of us love the work that we do. But when we can take that break, we can come back feeling more productive and we can come back being more efficient. And as I'm entrepreneurs, especially in those early stages, you can feel like there's always something to do. I mean, there's always something else that can be done, especially if you're a solopreneur or have a small team. There's always something else that you could be doing in that moment. But giving yourself that break, taking a step away, recharging your batteries and coming back, it doesn't feel like you're on that never ending hamster wheel on your way to burnout. I also notice that if I'm not feeling creative or not having the energy to do so, it's like, Abby, take a step away. not having to be on in that moment will give you that space to actually feel creative. And I was bringing this up with my personal life coach just last week. I insisted. I was like, I want to have, we talk about metaphors, obviously, in in life coaching a lot. I'm like, I want to have this life. I want to have this light switch where I can turn work on and then turn work off. Like that would be so perfect. That'd be my ideal situation. And she calmly said, Abby, but that's not you. Like you love the hardworking part of you. So turning that off completely, you wouldn't feel like yourself. And at first I'm like getting a little bit defensive. I'm like, no, 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 I can do this. I can do this. And she's like, no, how about we reframe to a dimmer? So for those of you who like that achiever part of you, you're always moving. You, you like getting things done, turn it off completely. You don't feel like yourself, but can you turn it down a little bit? Can you bring that dimmer switch down a little bit so that you're still you, you still have the attributes and the skills and the love for work that make you, but you're able to turn it down a little bit so that you're not always feeling like you're running. So I kind of like that. I've been pulling that into my day more of like, I'm going to dim my switch a little bit, knowing that I can turn that light full on (laughs) as soon as I want to. Well, and it's been really interesting for me because before pursuing her purpose, we've been doing herself together for two years. And what I've seen in Abby's evolution is the fact that in the beginning, it was like she was new to being an entrepreneur. And a lot of us struggle with this. I know I have in the past too, is she didn't even have a dimmer. And that light switch never went off. Like she was always, always doing, always thinking about the next thing. And like I said, I've been an entrepreneur for longer. So one thing I said is, Abby, no one can do this for you. Like, especially if you guys have your own business, like you are the only one that can set boundaries for yourself. And I think what's really common is like we start feeling resentful of other people around us. Like, oh, must be so nice, Drew, to be able to close your laptop for the whole night and not have to open it again or something like that. But it's like, we could also have that. You just have to be willing to have a boundary, hold to it, communicate it and go from there. So what I see a lot, in this world is just like people not being able to do that for themselves. But as women, we have to realize we really are the only ones that can do that. So doing it sooner than later and not hitting that burnout is so smart. So you guys, we really wanted to have this episode because we each have multiple children and we know as a group that this time hasn't been easy. 
you know, if you've been paying attention at all, you know that women have been leaving the workforce in droves and it just breaks our heart because if that's not what she wants, we don't want that for her. So like, I feel like what's been happening is a lot of women that actually want to stay as working women, they feel like they have no option because they're drowning in these pandemic times of not having the support that we normally have. Maybe they're completely out of sick time because we know that we've all had to use it so much more than other years. So that's kind of why we wanted to do this episode. Also as a business, it's our mission to help women grow businesses because we know that there's a better chance that women will implement better policies for their employees. This isn't a personal opinion. This is well-researched. So we know a lot of our listeners are newer on this journey. So we really want to help you guys start to think about that and how you yourself can build a sustainable business model, not only for yourself, but a lot of times company culture is top down. So the way you build it when you're ready to hire, that's your culture. So care about it when it's one person, you know, we care about it. We have three people. We really care about our culture right now because we know that that's the business that we are putting out into the world. So we've all been through the grind of starting a small business. I think if we're being really honest, all three of us have done this. Like there is a time in small business where you do have to grind. And is there a balance that you could strike from I think what happens is most people don't turn that off. They really stay in that. They're always thinking of the next thing. They're always working so, so hard. And like, let's just be a little bit smart about that so we don't burn ourselves out because actually if we build sustainably, we'll be able to go further. So that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode. I really just feel like that culture you make right now is one where you want to pour a really great solid foundation. And that does start with you and the way that you're handling these times. Yes. And I love kind of just what you talked about of it's really important to be conscious, to recognize that you might be in a grind season, but also like making plans for when there is respite when there is time off or that you can breathe. Cause otherwise you will just get caught up in the next thing, the next project. For example, we just launched our course and we were very intentional to have a full week before we started teaching in the program so that each of us could have breathing room. We could onboard our students and really pour into them. And that was very intentional not to just get on the hamster wheel and start that right away for ourselves. So for anyone who's listening, and if you've had you know, a beginning of the year that wasn't as planned or is going a little harder than you had anticipated. We are here with you. We are in it. And our goal is to really show you what's possible when you continue to move forward with your purpose and your dreams in spite of all the barriers, because there are barriers that are being thrown your way right now. And I want you to know that in our community, you are going to be celebrated for your resilience. You're going to be celebrated for living in your values and for all of the roles that you play that are so important in your life and business. Exactly. And working motherhood, it's part of us. It's part of our business. And this is part of pursuing her purpose that makes us unique compared to a lot of the other companies that are doing what we're doing. 
And these episodes are meant to meet you in solidarity. They're meant to provide you with resources and then also some tips that we have picked up from our own experience. So just like how we will help you create the perfect launch strategy, we also want to pull in this very important title of mother. So if you aren't following us on Instagram yet over at Pursuing Her Purpose, we would love to see you over there. We go into further detail on all of our episodes and we really bring in our personal touch frequently. So if there's a kiddo at home on our lap while we're working, you might see some kiddos. And when you're able to share our episodes with your community, it's a way to help all of our platforms grow. And it means so much to us as podcast hosts and as business owners. So thank you so much for those of you who take the time to share. It truly, truly means the world to us. 